No my hearty my, and welcome to Cult Chat, the podcast where we talk about coercion, control, and all things cultish. I'm Dr. Caroline Ansley. I'm a medical doctor. As a child, I lived at the Centrepoint community, a notorious cult in New Zealand, and now I run a website that advocates for the former children of the community. I'm Liz Gregory, and I run the Glory of Our Leaders Support Trust, and I'm privileged to walk alongside people after leaving this group as they embark on their new lives. And I'm Lindy Jacob. I'm a former member of the Exclusive Brethren, and I'm part of the Olive Leaf Network, a new initiative in Aotearoa to support leavers of high-demand religious groups. Come with us as we unpack the cult playbook. We'll be talking to experts and leavers of coercively controlling groups, and we will call for Kiwis to cult-proof their lives. Come with us as we traverse the cultiverse. A warning, this podcast contains references to subjects and discussions which may be difficult for some people to hear. Please take care of yourselves and your whānau when listening. Hey ladies, how are you doing? Are you ready to slip, slop and slap? Very (laughs) much so. Gosh, hasn't looks... the weather been good? Wow, we look like you're just had a suntan. Of course, only those people who are watching us on our YouTube channel will actually be able to see us. But Lindy's been out clearly in the sun and she's slathering it all over herself. <laughs> yep, got to slip, slop and slap with this horrible old um, New Zealand, what is it, hole in the ozone layer or, or whatever it is. You missed a bit right there. <laughs> that is, is a mole okay it's there's nothing I can do about that <laughs> yeah hope everyone had a good Christmas yeah yeah had a fantastic Christmas and yeah I mean Wellington's we've, we've stayed in Wellington this time and uh, we, we're not going away anywhere and Wellington's not renowned for its sun high sunshine hours but um yeah we it, it's been pretty mild so far so it's good had you thought that using the word Christmas could actually be a real turnoff for people who have come out of like religious cults? Because so mm. many of them actually ban Christmas and they call it heathen mass inside Glorabelle. Like they don't even use the word. It's like a pagan festival. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mm. that's, that's fascinating. And it's funny when Christians bicker about that because some Christians are like really into it and then others, yeah, like think that it's from the devil. It's quite funny. It cracks me up. But no, I actually do feel that, Liz, because, um, th- yeah, this last Christmas for the first time ever, we got like a proper Christmas tree. Oh. We- we've done sort of little Christmassy tree bits and pieces in the past. But because, yeah, I was born being taught, <laughs> sorry, I was raised being taught that Christmas is like a pagan festival and mm-hmm. we certainly have no trees we have no presents and you and you also have no Santa and you don't we didn't even celebrate Christmas at all like yeah it's considered like sinful to celebrate it at all and so for me I've sort of yeah I I find that when people leave a group like that they often go one way or the other they're either this they they keep that belief and they're kind of like I don't care about Christmas it doesn't really mean anything to me or others are like oh my gosh I love this I want my kids to have what I never had and the other people who like fill their houses with crazy Christmas stuff and have a twenty <laughs> tree, yeah. So I'm I'm not that one. I'm more the like meh, like it just it doesn't mean that much to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, we've got, 
we got young kids now and I was like oh I should do this like Christmas tree thing for them and let them hang up the ornaments and um and people are telling me yeah stop being a Grinch and get into it your kids will love it so yeah, yeah. what you about do- I'm all for being a Grinch I have to say I bought my son some Grinch Grinch pajamas for Christmas or I did <laughs> buy them for him yeah yeah we um we uh I want to know what you guys think of this I've got two teenage sons and on the fourth of December, my thirteen-year-old uh, admitted that he had eaten all of the chocolate in his advent calendar. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> he's he's not six. He's thirteen. That's oh. mm. Yes. Yes, there's some work to do there. There's some self-control yeah. control to instill. There's okay. some issues. There's Don't some issues. you go giving him any more chocolate for every day. Oh, no, um, no. And I said to him, no advent calendar next year. <laughs> yeah, you've you've stuffed it. You've put a nail in your advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't get through to December 25, I tell you. Uh, mm. Yeah. Put chocolates in it that he doesn't like. Like, you know, if he doesn't like black licorice, fill it up with something like that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that might take away the motivation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Jan- it's the beginning of January. Mm. Where are you both? Oh, can't you tell? Can't you see the waves of Tahunanui Beach in Nelson? <laughs> I'm not sure if they've got those palm trees, Liz. Look, I'm like 46. I've been coming here since I was like three or four years old. Like That's every beautiful. year of my life except one year, I've come to the same camping ground near the site on the same similar sites and um my family have come up for all those years and now we bring all our friends and we have fun and we rest read relax play games laugh and have wow. a good time and oh, lovely amazing. do you it. actually sleep in a tent oh yes yes we've got like a three room tent of course for the two of us like a dressing room <laughs> a middle area yep. with like a, a fridge and whole mm. kitchen set up and then a bedroom oh, oh and then a sunroom it's a four room tent and that has all the games tables and oh look we have and quite the setup I yeah. I actually visited Liz and Graham last year I visited I've seen the setup yeah yeah, great. We, we go for three weeks and then yeah, after that, we're glampers, really. We're glampers. Yeah, we take bunting and lights and we have yeah. a good time. And then we take Christmas music as well. And then we go um, after that, we've got a new theme. We always used to say, let's do the three weeks in Nelson and then come home and have like a week or two at home before we get into work. But that's just a joke because it just all comes, everything, the world just comes rushing in on you again. So I've learned what you do is you stay away longer. Because you might promise yourself, I'll have three weeks now and then I'll have a week or two later, but you never take the week or two later. So Mm -hmm. I've learned, go away for like five weeks. So now we're doing this new thing. It's you go for three weeks to Nelson, you have the social fun with all your friends and family coming, and then you go away with just the four-wheel drive and the pop-up tent. And so we'll be heading away in a couple of weeks and we'll do, this time we'll do a couple of weeks around Golden Bay. And you don't plan that part. And you live literally in a pop-up tent out of the back of your vehicle and you leave your trailer with your other tent elsewhere. You pick it mm. up before you drive home. Sounds Last good. year we went up Northland and did that wee little, it's like fishing. It's just quiet stuff, reading books, contemplating. I hope you're going to read some of the books we talked about in our podcast last time. That's exactly what I'll be doing. Yay. 
you kiss you've got you've got my my kitten on holiday (laughs) (laughs) as the youtube viewers will see there's a kitten on the screen did your kitten go on the back of your bike you got one of those carriers so that anyway um we'll pretend you can't see the kitten um and that i've just been cycling on the timber trail awesome in the middle of the north island yes in the waikato nice you're just yeah yeah and we're heading after that we're heading off to uh to a campground in a portiki on the bay of plenty where we're looking forward to some sun and some volleyball and whatever else they do in these campgrounds do you take so a not quite i will well i'm not quite the uh the camper that you are liz uh. because the thought of Packing that trailer fills my heart with oh, dread. I love it. I can't wait. Of course you do. Of course you do. But I don't want to give up those two days of my life at the beginning or at the end to pack and then unpack. Oh, no, hang on. There's the other two days. There's the when you get to the camping ground, two mm-hmm. days to unpack. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave, there's two days to repack. So that's eight days of your life you lose just because you're camping. That's why mm. you have to go away for five weeks, make it worthwhile. Mm, and yeah. the seven hour well, drive to get there. Mind you, Kaz, I must say, I was just about to comment that you sound like an active, relaxer holiday person because, you know, biking and sweating Mm. and exercising is not everyone's idea of a really good holiday, but Mm. obviously. Yeah, each to their own, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, we need to um, move on with. Focus. Yeah, come on, people. Interesting topic at hand, Ooh. which is what are our favorite podcasts? So, when you've uh, got long drives on your as you head to your sessions mm. or back from them, what are you going to listen to to keep you awake? Well, have we got some suggestions for you? Who wants to start? Oh, oh yeah, I want to start. I want to start. I listen to F, a fantastic podcast series. By Tim Elliott and Camille Bianchi, who are one of them at least, is a, a journalist in Australia, that they've done this series called Inside the Tribes, which I think is about 10 podcast series or maybe slightly longer, um, all about the 12 tribes. And I had never heard of the 12 tribes until about a year ago when I was yarning to a friend of mine and discovered that a friend, uh, that a family member of this good friend of mine, uh, all of that family is in the 12 tribes mm. over in uh, Australia. And so we had lots of yarns about that and I learned a little bit more. And then, oh, how helpful. There's a podcast series mm. so I can really get into it and understand this and support my friend a bit better. Um, so this is, it's a kind of a biblical-based group. Um, so it's a Christian, um, huh? Just on that note, like, let's be honest, there are a heck of a lot of Bible-based culty groups. It's it's a bit of an indictment on um, mm. on on the Christians of the world. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I reckon if we were in the Middle East, that will be Quran based. So it's just what we, it's just what we've grown, we've grown in. And, mm. we're in, and you know, like we're going to talk about gurus soon and you know, like mm. there's plenty of Hindu based kind of harmful groups. So it's just where we are. Right. Because we're kind of in the West that's been, has been dominated mm. by the Christians. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. It's something yeah. I'm thinking about. I was like, are there, mm culty groups among the other major faiths of the world yes. well we're about to do after this and a few few ways down we're doing some gurus so we'll learn all about the hindu uh hindu way of well not the hindu way but the way that hinduism can is, be. is ruined 
by um, the groups. Okay, so back to Inside the Tribe. So it follows this couple, Mark and Rose, who are recruited into the group, I think. Mark might be a New Zealander, actually. Rose is from somewhere else. So they're in Australia. They get recruited in. They start a family. I think they had three kids. And it follows their journey mm-hmm. in this group. The, the, and the, I think oh, this is what it does. It does this wonderful job of revealing their naive optimism. Mm-hmm. As they, they, they reveal what it is about this group that draws them in, why they're attracted, why they fall in love, why they give up everything to be part of this closed, loving connected community of people who want to grow and and deepen their faith and do the right things from a Christian perspective and that's that's how they see it initially and then things just get ugly slowly mm. over time mm. and and that's what they do a fantastic job of over like kind of 12 10 12 episodes so you got to you got to be committed but they use the uh, interviews from other um, people from other parts of the world like the group actually started in America and they go to some mm. to the area where it first starts and interview some of the original mm. people around there and so it it's it's um it's really interesting it, what what's a little bit different about it and again it's triggering and this is not for everyone uh is there's some extreme abuse of children and you know like I was in a group that abused kids so I guess I'm drawn to this context sort of mm. uh understanding how people can allow harm to happen to their mm. children so I guess I'm trying to I'm listening and I'm going how what's the thinking of the adults what's the thinking of the mm. parents that allows themselves to, to get pulled along a path where they go against their own better judgment and start to allow harm to happen to their kids so the focus on this one is not sexual abuse it's physical abuse there's a really extreme spare the rod spoil the child mentality mm. in this group and yeah so the other so there's a number of features there's a whole the whole insider outsider there's the whole change your name so they all um, adopt uh jewish or israeli mm. names and and identities and personas there's and a, so the 12 tribes title is it's alluding to the 12 tribes of israel in the old mm. testament and then god's yeah. chosen people moving into yeah, yeah, the yeah, land of yeah, israel yeah 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 and and there's an enormous amount of exploitation of workers. So, mm. you know, um, that's interesting. You hear about they, um, there's this whole theme about apparently the group is well known for going to festivals and selling food. Um, they have this business called the Yellow Deli and they make wonderful food. And a lot of people are interviewed and they talk about how wonderful the food is. And really, oh, I quite like the Yellow Deli. It's great food but oh they don't look after their people Hmm. so it sort of raises that whole issue of of the business um using free work and the other thing that comes out is the constant migration of people when things get challenging so someone starts to raise a question they have a problem with a teenage child they get moved families get separated they go to canada they go to um where else do they go other parts of australia yeah, they get shipped around this family and they get broken up. Mm. Um, so they have long periods where the dad and one of the sons are separated from the mum and one of the other the other two kids. And it's just, you know, like this con- – and, and throughout, you're hearing the story of – the, the mother Mark uh, Rose and the father and they they're, they're talking about how, what was what it was like and their confusion and um yeah lots of losses like it really digs into um the thing that really struck me was that um, 
impoverished medical care mm-hmm. that they experienced. You know, like there's a there's a high rate of stillbirths in this group because of mm. the mentality that God will take care of their physical needs and that they don't need to have antenatal care when they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. They don't um, need to take their children to the doctor. So there's like real uh, health neglect in this group, mm. which I was really interested as a doctor to hear about. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a great series, but there's a lot of yep, potential triggering. But I think what what I really enjoyed about it is that it really highlights how how these people are manipulated and they bring in their idealism and their hope for a better life and it gets used against them and they get mm-hmm. exploited and then they get trapped. Mm. You know, like they just talk about how can I get out? And there's no way to get out. They've got mm. no money. They've got no people on the outside. Um, they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. They really are completely trapped. Mm. And I think, yeah, if you're struggling to kind of understand how people can move from fully independent and free to trapped, this is a fantastic kind of audio way of um, following that journey from like mm. quite two quite normal people to to a family that's really just trapped and destroyed. Um, that sounds really fascinating. And so just to clarify, are you saying that they, um, this couple who are the primary people they interview and follow, were they recruited as a couple or as individuals? Yes, they were they, recruited as a couple. Yeah, I can't quite remember what the context their, was. In their 20s or quite young? Oh, can't remember. Okay. I think it was before they had children. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in there for quite a long time because they ended up leaving when they had a teenager that was, well, they didn't end up leaving, but the things really went bad when their teenage son um, started to rebel. Mm. So it was the second generation that really started to rock the boat. Mm. Okay. Which makes sense, right? They, they're starting to kick back against, yeah, against what it's morphed into. I mm. think the why my ears are cracking up at that because um, – the the second highest um people who contact the olive leaf network when i look back at who's contacted us since we've launched mm-hmm. um highest the second highest group is people who have got caught up into shincheonji uh, and yes. uh, and the stories coming from them really scare me actually like i've i've tended to yeah before this year i've heard about shincheonji now and then and thought oh yeah it's this group that's recruiting a few people but it's really fringe Whereas I've started to see mm. that um, that they are a group that I believe that New Zealand society and international internationally countries should be really concerned about. Um, mm-hmm. There's re- there's reports from Australia and Germany and um, other countries as well as New Zealand where this group is I think the most aggressive mm-hmm. and the most active with recruiting um, people that that's happening currently in New yep. Zealand. Um, All over Facebook, university campuses, massive. Yeah, the, the the recruiting and is is yeah, it's very aggressive. Like much more so than I realised. Like to the point of um, mm. people apparently um, yeah, going and recruiting in the aisles of Kmart mm. and um, in libraries and in shopping malls, like and in churches, going yeah. to someone mm. else's church and recruiting there. <laughs> they're doing yeah, they're doing that a lot, and so. Yeah. I think that's interesting because we know that there was an explosion of groups right in the 70s and 80s and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these stories are coming out now, like the Children of God and and um, the 12 tribes mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. And it's easy to think, oh, that was like 20, 30 years ago. That kind mm-hmm. of happened now. My teenagers aren't at risk of getting recruited by that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, oh, no, hang on. Like mm-hmm. this 
threat, and it is a threat, is very much still alive and active in um, New Zealand society today. So that that sounds like there could be a lot of really good learnings from that, Kaz. Who would mm. you who would you recommend that podcast to? Well, like I say, it doesn't shy away from the physical abuse of children and uh, things like um, stillbirths. Like there's a there's a really quite mm, difficult bit about stillbirth in, in the in the um thing so you know maybe maybe you know older teenagers um you know someone who's trying to unpack their own experience and understand how they got sucked in I think I think because that the the vulnerability of these two main people is just so like they they say things like they they talk about their guilt about what they took their children into you know mm. so they raise these issues about like their responsibility as adults to their children as well, which is, I think, helpful as a second generation person to kind of go, well, someone's recognised that that, mm. it, that there were consequences for the kids and there were massive consequences for these children. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I would recommend it to anyone. Also, also to support people, I think, because that's the thing is that when um, you're trying to support a person in your life who's in a group, um it's hard to kind of understand why. Like, why are you sucked mm, into mm, this mm. thing that just looks so bad? Mm. And I think that's what this does is it sort of slowly takes you through. The um, the loss of idealism is they, mm. they slowly kind of like the old sort of frog in the water uh, analogy. They don't realize that what they signed up for is not what it mm. becomes. And they end up like starved and overworked and, you know, like not around anyone they love. Then they really are really imprisoned, mm. you know, like without the basics of life. And you go, how did you get here? Mm. But this, the series takes you there. It takes you to how they got there. Mm. Um, That's on my list, Case, the seven and a half hours drive back home <laughs> or around <laughs> the next stage of the holiday, 12 tribes, yeah. inside the tribes, inside the tribes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So who's Brilliant. up next? Oh. Go on, Liz. Take it away. Great. Well, I've got one that won't be for everyone. Um, it is an explicitly Christian and quite conservative sort of podcast series, but I appreciate it. It's called Cultish. And it's also a little bit edgy. They're quite fun, um, fun hosts. And it's it's good for engaging the wider sort of Christian um sector, warning them about um all sorts of cults, including um, Christian cults. But more than that, it, it's other groups, even alien, alien. you know, they go a little bit off, off track at times and look at all sorts of other interesting things. So they do little sort of mini-series or, or one-offs. They even do movie reviews. Look, they've even got fantastic T-shirts with things like um, bad theology hurts people. <laughs> and so they really are talking to that sort of Christian audience saying if people understood their Bibles and and and, and better and had a better theological perspective it would be really helpful um, and that might actually safeguard people from drifting into the more harmful and unhealthy um, Christian groups so they they would say doctrine matters basically they think bad doctrine leads to bad practices they've got like 39,000 followers they're out of America mm -hmm. so they're a reasonably large and well-known group um, the comments are always fascinating because you've got uh, sort of non-Christian people in there sort of just criticizing general religion um, not recognizing that um, all general religion and all general Christianity is is not a cult by virtue of the fact that it's Christian or religious 
Uh, that's not what makes a cult. A cult are those groups that have sociologically harmful practices and, and beliefs that, yeah, like you talked about the entrapment and they have all those other features that if you go back and listen to our first couple of episodes, we discuss what is a cult. And so, yeah, I, I find it really interesting. It's quite um, theologically sound and talks a lot about, you know, grace and all of those important features. A lot of cult groups are all about rules and legalism. And um, yeah, this is um, a much more sort of gracious approach, kind of a balanced, you know, view of, um, of, of the Christian faith, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's it's a good it's a good, yeah. Probably a slightly different audience from inside the tribes. So, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this for is, everyone here today. Yeah. No, this is really yeah, really looking at challenging those you know challenging those those beliefs and doctrines that Christians mm. hold and what what are some of those beliefs and doctrines actually mean? Mm. Mm. Well, then, yeah. So in terms of who might enjoy that one, Liz, who who would you recommend that to? Yeah, it's going to be a thinking Christian audience who, yeah, basically, yes, people who are are, are really interested in, yeah, thinking What's more deeply. It's called cultish. So, so it is it is explicitly about culty things. Oh, it's entirely about culty things. Yeah, they do deep dive interviews. They've done. They get the leader of the guy that was second in charge of Shinshonji. So we're just talking about him. And yes, yeah, so no, no, they're right across the board doing all of the all of the survivor stories, all sorts. But in their discussions, it's a very explicit theological discussion of how bad pra- bad beliefs and theology can lead to bad practices. Um yeah. So it's yeah, people I've, with a Christian worldview. Yeah, I've been noticed that when I've talked to the people in my life about the podcast that we're doing um the christians that i know their ears pop up in a way that other people's ears don't pop up mm. and i was telling someone about this the other day and they said that's because they've got skin in the game and i think that's the thing is mm. if you are a practitioner of a faith mm-hmm. and it's being distorted mm-hmm. by a group mm-hmm. it's you've got an interest yeah. Okay. You know, mm. uh, it's quite different from you just like looking in from the outside mm-hmm. and going, oh, that's a bit weird. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't have skin in the game. Something mm-hmm. that dearly, dearly matters to you isn't being wrecked and distorted and mm-hmm. ruined, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I think. Yeah, which would be true of any any faith or any spirituality, right? Like people who are, yeah, connected with all sorts of spiritualities would feel the same way. But yeah, you're right. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Matters matter to you, then yeah, of course you care about it when those things mm. are being distorted and used to harm and abuse others. Mm. Yeah, we should, we should be caring. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, that sounds that sounds really interesting, Liz. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your well, turn, Lindy. Yeah, my turn. I think um for me, you know, first cab off the rank would have to be let's talk about sects, um, mm-hmm. which is Sarah Steele's mm. fabulous podcast. So she's um, an Australian, but she researches culty groups and has done for, I think, over a decade. I can't quite remember, but she's an award-winning podcaster. Mm. What I appreciate about her is she's got, she's very thorough, like, um, but not in a, like, boring over detail. <laughs> not in a boring way. It's good. No, but she like <laughs> does. She does each group such justice, and I yes. think that felt so honouring. Um, mm. I, she interviewed me a few years back about the exclusive brethren, and um, I've definitely had some experiences where people have interviewed me, and I felt that they, you know, like journalists or somebody looking for something, and later when I've 
read what they did with what I told them. Yeah, they didn't do it justice. They mm. they 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 messed it up. They reflected some stuff badly. Yeah, whereas Sarah was so mm. careful and so honouring um, mm. with with what she shared and really careful and very very accurate, which is hard to do. It's hard to yes. get every single little weird mm-hmm. belief about these groups accurately down it's yeah it's really hard and so I really admire her thoroughness and carefulness there and then she yeah she often interviews former members and survivors from groups and so she weaves in their stories but then she'll often also cover that like things like where did this group originate from mm-hmm. what are its core beliefs like almost like a wikipedia sort mm-hmm. of like on on this group but an audio version which is really helpful because again it's yeah not it's never just focused on one former member's story, which is helpful because no one former member tells the whole story. So yeah, she's good at giving a very well-rounded picture of here's this group, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's very unsensational. It's, yeah. Oh, she's just got a really soft, gentle manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was interviewed by her as well, and another Laura of our leader, Hannah Harrison, and she actually mixed the two separate interviews up together and did a sort of two-part series so she's um like a thorough historian in many ways and she spends an awful lot of time you know editing so you have the survivor's voice and then a little bit of her um narration so it's very yeah I was quite impressed actually with Sarah's work (laughs) yeah she's a real easy listen and then um as we mentioned in our last podcast episode she also has turned her content from these years of podcasting into a book called do as i say which was released mm-hmm. about a year ago so mm-hmm. yep she's she's a win and mm-hmm. uh, a teaser for upcoming episodes we will be interviewing her and we actually have already interviewed her we just haven't played yeah. it yet mm-hmm. but uh, a little teaser for that episode she does talk about how correct me if i'm wrong she talks about how she she wants something about these groups out there in the public eye, so people, if they're if they're drawn into a group, can do a little research, mm-hmm. a little Google search, and and learn some truth about mm-hmm. a group. And so she's creating an archive of content um, for all these weird and wacky groups that no mm-hmm. one's ever heard of as a public service. Mm-hmm. And I think Whoa. that's like that's quite it's quite remarkable. And she's been doing it for quite a long time now. Yeah. And um, would have to have a little look to see how many episodes she's up to. But um, she's done lots. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're very so, good, and they're just a good, good, easy traveling listening. You know, if yeah. I'm traveling to Christchurch, I'll regularly just download the next episode, and it'll it'll get me get me partway there. Mm. And I think one of the things that possibly helps her, I don't know, um, is that she she's not a former member of a crazy group herself, mm. and um, and while that can be sometimes interesting or helpful, I think in some ways it's great that she's not because she's able to be, yeah, probably much more objective and neutral and balanced with um, mm. just weaving things weaving things together. And, yeah, her background's in, I think, um, isn't it, in media and, and that sort of thing anyway. So she's sort of, yeah, learned how to tell stories and how to mm. hear stories well. She's a great listener. So, yeah, okay, so that, that's my one. Now it's back to who? Me. Yes. Yeah, can I, can I do a plug for the commune? Uh, the Commune podcast, which was released by Stuff, uh, was mm. it last year or the year before? 
some, I think it was, was it last year? Oh, sometime the last two years. Um, this was done by um, Adam Dudding and Eugene Peterson. Um, most of the series, which is a 12-part um, sort of uh, 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 podcast series, um, has got Adam's voice. Um, and he has done the two of them have done a marvellous job of telling the story of Centrepoint community. And um, as an insider, uh, someone who actually has a connection to Centrepoint, um, I have to say, and this is a shout out to the two of them, I feel like they have done the children of Centrepoint an extraordinary service. Mm. Because in my experience, talking to, and I've talked to many Centrepoint children, no one really knew that much mm. about the history. Uh, they knew their bit and maybe mm. some bits and pieces they gleaned. A lot of stuff they gleaned from their parents who, as founding members often or original members, they don't necessarily trust mm. their story because it was usually a story that painted those first-generation adults in a good light. Mm. So the second generation weren't always getting a good story. Mm. So uh, certainly not a joined-up, integrated across across the two decades that Centrepoint ran story. So the commune sort of starts at the beginning and works its way through using the voice of a, of an original member, um, Barry uh, Leslie, who mm. is a woman, not a man. <laughs> she got given a, a man's name by her parents. Um, mm. But she's a woman dear to my heart as well. Um, so that was uh, particularly moving for me to listen to this nar narrative mm. that happened over 12 episodes and I was um I wasn't involved in it but I was I wasn't interviewed um it came Adam actually approached me right at the beginning of his research and asked me to give him some con connections and I was I was like oh this is a bit you know like center point people are pretty weary you have to be have to be careful but I I read his book I talked to him he because he's written a book about his own life and I talked to him and discovered that I thought that he was a pretty trustworthy person mm. and ended up recommending a number of people I knew and um, quite a few of them ended up being interviewed. So for mm. me, it's interesting to listen mm. to this story of this community that I knew bits and pieces of, but through listening over these 12 episodes, I was able to kind of go, oh, really? Did it happen that way? And oh, gosh, you know, like it, the, the whole chronology of the story um, from from the beginning through the downfall and then sort of um, later. Mm. And yeah, like, like I say, is that you don't often, when you've gone through something hard, you don't often get an objective outside eye pulling in multiple voices. Mm -hmm. Like he interviews like the neighbor up the road who was trying to stop the community from growing, who was a lawyer. He interviews um, a guy in the media who went along to a group, um, but uh, was there for a week or two, but he just had his perspective. He interviews lots of children, um, like I said, he interviews Barry. There's lots of snippets of Bert because Bert had all of his um, Saturday morning talks. I think it was Saturday mornings. He had them all recorded. And Barry, who was the main ca character, shall we say, um, she had this archive of material. She kept all the recordings. Um, she kept all the magazines. She kept everything in her in her house. And so he, he, he got all this content, you know, like an absolute treasure trove. And so he's... The two of them, Barry, uh, sorry, Adam and Eugene, have created mm. um, history. They've they've created some objective content about this uh, community that caused so much controversy. Mm. Um, that so many people had such different experiences, 
um, and he talks to all those all many different voices and he pulls it all together and yeah I I can't it's really hard to articulate how powerful that was mm. for me as a person who had my own little part of that story um, mm. it it was yeah. a gift yeah that is and I, yeah it's it's like it's like having an adult you know an adult there walking along with it with you with it but they weren't mm. actually there mm. um to be able to help you to make sense of some of it so I I think it you know it was it was and and talking to people afterwards a lot of people were quite anxious about the whole thing they mm. thought it was going to be salacious and you here we go again the whole drama of stirring up the history about Centrepoint mm. there's a lot of negativity about media around people who've been at Centrepoint mm -hmm. but with the people I spoke to were pleasantly surprised yeah, that's good um yeah so I think it's a high quality it's high quality um uh production it ended up winning an international award um yeah so it was Great. called the commune and yeah. staff put it out and they had a an um um, written version of it, didn't they? Yes, yes, they that, did. They've was got... that a short form an enticement to read? No, uh, to no, they've got a they've got a whole web page a... for it. So if you right go on. on the the web page, just type in the commune mm -hmm. stuff, and you'll pop up with the web page, and you can either download and listen to the podcast, or you can read a transcript. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, that's actually easier, particularly mm -hmm. if it's triggering content. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know how people listen to so many podcasts because I struggle to find that quiet time in a day to do it maybe if you're someone who travels a lot um, or if you've got special earbuds and you can mow your lawns on a really noisy lawnmower and listen to podcasts but I I mean even though we don't have children or noisy cats or anything I simply struggle to get <laughs> quiet in a day so I don't actually listen to podcasts it's not my preferred mm. method of you know internalizing information but I'm I can read something quite quickly mm. and and take it in that way if one moments and snatches of time to read so mm -hmm. yeah I find that um podcasts yeah when do you guys listen to podcasts oh normally <laughs> when I'm exercising you didn't mention exercising <laughs> I'm a bit worried about your physical no. health you don't <laughs> exercise it's exercise well I might do DIY building but I can tell how you, you how do your headphones fit on when you're mountain biking with your helmet though cats wouldn't that <laughs> you know? when I'm going for a run I see how do you know the person behind you hasn't fallen off your bike? Like, you can't hear them if you, like, listen to a podcast. The thing that I have found very helpful is discovering playback speed. And yes. I, I do actually listen to some things that usually at 1.5, frequently at 1.8, especially oh. if, it's like, I'm not super invested yeah. in a big way in this content, but I want to get the gist of it. Mm -hmm. And so I put it on super fast and it sounds terrible, but I get the gist of what they're talking about. And I'm like, yeah. So that that does help, but okay. but it also makes it quite intense. And yeah. I don't really like that, you know, like I'll do that if I'm racing around doing the chores and and it's just all high intensity for an hour or so, but you can't sustain it. You can't, you know, you you don't want to do that for a three hour drive having yeah. fast. <laughs> one time I, I noticed I was doing quite a lot of podcast listening a number of weeks ago it was when I was painting 
So you put oh. these little earbuds in, but I've got this ear that's a little bit strange shape and the earbuds just don't fit properly and they dropped awfully close near the bucket of paint. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that would be the end of the painting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I've just heard of these amazing earphones you can buy, like if you're doing renovations and DIY, like builders use them. They're like Bluetooth. And apparently you put them on, they're like noise cancelling and you can actually hear people better. They're so good that when someone speaks, it actually dampens down all the outside noise and amplifies the voice. So you, wow. you keep them on and people are talking to you and they think you're being rude because you haven't taken your earphones off, but actually you can hear them better. But wow. apparently they're exorbitantly expensive. So it's either get those exorbitantly expensive headphones or a new like lawnmower, a, a, a new ride-on or something. I don't think you're going to choose the headphones, Liz. <laughs> so has anyone else got any other ones? Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think, I guess you kind of put your finger on on an interesting thing is that it, t today there are just an overwhelming number of things to listen to and read and watch. Mm. Of the making of many books, there is no end, said I think somebody in Ecclesiastes thousands of years ago. And um, we might add to that now of the, you know, the making of many books and podcasts and and um, videos, there is no end. Um, and, and it is overwhelming for people, isn't mm. it? I find it overwhelming. Like, where the heck do you begin? How do you know what to, yeah, what to prioritize, what to trust? Which is mm. why we do things like this podcast right now to say, hey, we've done some of the hard work for you. Here's some really good trustworthy recommendations. Um, and that's the beauty of things like reviews and stuff as well, eh? Looking online. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, we've I've we've definitely got some more podcasts that we can recommend. Who wants to go next? Um I've Liz just been. Well, um, I've got one that I do listen to every week. So I somehow managed to find time in my week for one little podcast, and it's out of a really small country, and it's quite surprising. Um, that a small country would actually have such fantastic content. And it's with these three co-hosts, these girls that just sort of used to get to know each other. They just like found each other and then they started chatting and realised they had quite lively conversations and then said, why don't we just start a podcast? And that's it's called Cult Chat. And it's these girls, <laughs> Kaz and Lindy and then Liz. And so I listen to it every week without fail because yeah. I happen to be one of the like content editors for the podcast. <laughs> and it's my job to put together like the YouTube clips and extract the audio <laughs> and send it off to Plains FM, our fantastic group who, um, media group who broadcasts us over the airwaves. And so yeah. I listen every week. I can't even do it on high speed. Lindy, the program I use um, doesn't actually give me that option until it's finished. So I listen to Cult Chat every week. And the funny thing is, you know, like you, you do your recording, you do what we do. And then like, it might be weeks later that you come around to actually process that particular one. And you listen to it again. And on the whole, girls, I sit there and think, goodness, that was really interesting. Right, jumping Jefferson, is that what you said earlier? <laughs> jumping, jumping Jehoshaphat. Jumping Lin Jehoshaphat. Linda, if you're not gonna if if you're not gonna curse properly, honestly. <laughs> Don't curse at all. There it is. Quite right. Jumping Jehoshaphat, my giddy aunt. And I've I have to come up with some more because I'm really not allowed to use the, the big words on this. I used to read Tintin and Captain Haddock always used to say some great things, like like blistering barnacles. Anyway, my yeah. point is Great jumping Jephosaphat. We've, no, we've, no, Jephosaphat. Yeah, is that what you're saying, Liz? 
no what I'm saying is I really enjoy listening to our podcast it's nice <laughs> and clean I it, um, I think it's um you know it's just good for general Kiwi public to be quite honest and I'm really encouraged with the number of professionals that I know are listening and to mm-hmm. me that warms my heart because that means there are people who care about people who are socially entrapped in our country. And I think if we can, you know, continue, um, yeah, working and chatting together, I think we will raise awareness in New Zealand uh, and internationally, perhaps. But obviously we just so, have our own little passionate. On that note, we yeah. could say, hey, um, to our listeners, why don't you right now flick off a link of CultChat to, um, yeah, to, to your GP, to your therapist, mm. to, um, to mm. someone who you think might benefit. <gasps> From this, well, you what we're missing. What? Oh, we're missing like people writing us great reviews. I mean, I don't know how many times you know we need to pay Lindy's husband or cousin or auntie or whatever to write reviews, but you know we need some reviews on like our Spotify and YouTube channels. Well, so far, so far the the reviews on Apple are four. There's seven of them, and four of them are from my family. (laughs) (laughs) Impressions. Yeah, so supportive, Kaz. If someone from my family in prison were to leave a review, it would be probably terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't want to be encouraged yeah. and cultured at all. Hey, I do have another um, podcast I'd like to talk about, and um, this is very survivor story focused. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, so I'm, it, it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but feel free to go and check it out, especially if you're interested in the conservative Christian high control group. Um, particularly or have a particular interest in the um, exclusive brethren or Plymouth Brethren Christian churches they now call themselves so it's a podcast called get a life um, Mm. which is a great little phrase a little catchy catchy title they've got there and yeah they it's a bunch of former exclusive brethren member members who are primarily based in Canada so other side of the world but they um, they started only about a year or so ago Mm. and they have just gone crazy like hammer and tongs. Um, they drop, I think, just about an episode a week and have done what? The exclusive and- brethren must hate that. Oh, they must hate that, yeah. And that they're really funny because um none of them are like trained media professionals. <laughs> they're just like very heartfelt, very emotive former members. Um there's there's quite a number of times when I'm sitting there like cringing, like, oh my gosh, could you get done for defamation for saying that? Or um or as well, they quite often just yeah, they they don't run to a strict time schedule where they let former members just blurt out their stuff. Um oh, so sometimes it's quite informal, sometimes it's a little bit like, oh my gosh, like yeah, that's the first time this person shared their story and it's mm quite raw or whatever um but yeah so they they they're, they're quite funny they're um yeah all very different personalities and um they've got great sort of banter and interaction between them so yeah get a life podcast if you're interested in hearing more stories from former exclusive brethren um listening to a bunch of them will give you a big insight into what it's like to be a former member of the brethren mm. uh, and the other thing they've done a few things of that I think are helpful, um, Kaz, you mentioned earlier about how valuable it was to have somebody um, pull together the story of Centrepoint community. And yeah, I think they do that. But then they also, they've begun doing a few, I was just interviewed for one recently for them, where we spent an hour or so looking at what is this term, the opposers, mm. that we then use and, and discussing this whole thing that high control groups do 
where they really vilify and demonize anybody who speaks up about them. Mm. A bit like us doing the what do organizations do in the under threat episode. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, we spent a whole session talking about what it means to be an opposer. Um, I mm. think Jehovah's Witnesses call them apostates. And and I don't, what do they call them in Glory Vale? Like people who leave and then speak up. They actually don't have a category, but what I've noticed is they do have that category of opposers. They're worse if they speak up than if they just leave. And so, yeah. Word for them because um Shinchon G calls them the betrayers. I think like quite often groups have got these real intense names yeah. for those. Yeah, you you should suggest some names to Glory Vale. They need to really get with the program and and have a have a, What about something like the demonizers or something? I think I think I think they should just be demons, shouldn't they? <laughs> I mean, they definitely devil call incarnate. Them, they call them bitter. I mean, is that any surprise? Mm-hmm. But that's the ones who speak up. They're bitter. Yeah, 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 but, that, mm, yeah, but that, that's that, an adjective. You need to turn bitter into a noun. Yeah, yeah the, the bitterest or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know why they don't name them? Because they just oh. cease to exist. They're supposed ah. to just cut them off like they're dead. Mm. You know, yeah, well, but the yeah. point is, they're not dead. They've risen from the dead. And there's zombies and they're coming to get you. Well, isn't it great that these people who have left um, the Plymouth Brethren? Christian Church have yeah. a, sta- a platform, a they've stage, a and yeah. they've got a life. They've found a life. That's it's fantastic, isn't it? It's That's like amazing. wow. Some of the you know technology, gosh, some yeah, amazing yeah. things have come out of it. Yeah, it's been a game changer, right? Into social media and podcasts, and mm-hmm. that. even on the one hand, it's overwhelming for those you know everyone trying to figure out what do I prioritize with listening to. Um, mm. It's incredible to have all these stories, and and um, like you guys have said, there's there's an archive, a digital archive that's mm. going to stay here for a long time. I think that's mm. powerful, and maybe we should hit to a wrap up. But I just remember when we were looking at what to call our our, our podcast, Cult Chat, how much yeah. fun we had trying to come up with all the sorts of different names. So I just love some of the names of them, like you know, cultish, get a life. But there's one called Indoctrination. Podcast. Yeah, I wanted to bring that one up. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's really good. That's worth looking at. Quite a lot of it, psychology. Yeah, it's and, run and by Rachel Bernstein, Bernstein, who's a who's a therapist. Can't remember what kind. She's been helping yeah. um, leavers for thirty years. So yeah. she's got some incredible insights. She always interviews she really does. interesting people. Yeah, yep. another very one's good podcast. Cult hackers. Don't you yep. love that? Like cult hackers. I, I've been listening to cult hackers lately. I really like the perspective. It's a it's a, a father daughter duo, and he is a organizational psychologist. Really, mm. he trained as an organizational psychologist, which I find fascinating because yeah, he really can talk about group dynamics in a really informed way. Uh, so that's a British <laughs> British group. I really oh, like so that. That's one. called cult hackers, and then there's mm. one I love. It's called cult vault. It's just yeah. like got that big rhyme, so I love that. Yeah, so look, Casey's Casey's on cult vault, and she's yes. just she's a person who just was really interested in cults, yeah, and amazing. she started a podcast, and it just took off. And she's got a really um conversational style, really kind of yeah. she's she's just she's great. She's doing the masters of coercive control at um yes. uh, Salford University this oh, yes, year, yeah. and me and her have been yarning. Oh, we all. I'm thinking of doing the same thing. So yeah, she's I've that's got- great. I've got another one I'd like to throw in there that I've listened to a wee bit of, and it's called A Little Bit Culty. Yes. Um, oh, yep. Yeah, and that's Sarah Edmondson and Anthony mm-hmm. or Nappy. Um, and they were part of, I think their story's shown in The Vow, which a lot of people have seen. Was mm-hmm. that released this year? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's older than that. Is it? Okay. They were um, they were involved in Nixium. Is that how you say Nixium. it? Nixium. Nixium. Yeah. 
And so how would you describe Nexium? It was like a multi-level marketing. Well, it was, and it was around self-development though, wasn't like your best life now, you know? Yeah. And it involved um, this guy who's been put away, the guy in charge, uh, what's his name? He's been put away for 120 years. Yeah, and, and he, lots of yeah. his underlings. Remember, his one of his underlings was the woman who um, starred in Superman. She's an actress. 120 years. Great. Mm. Jumping Jehoshaphat. Exactly. The Americans to, know how to lock people up. Yeah, yeah. He abused so many people. Oh, they all terrible. got branded. These women oh, got yeah. branded, and they got basically treated as sex slaves. And it's just it's really, really terrible. Mm. Um Mm. But yeah, some justice has been done there. But yeah, it, the, the um, little bit culty is run by this husband and wife team who mm. both were in that group, and they, it's yeah. pretty jolly. It's a sort of peppy kind of it's silly, laughy, as well as some deep stuff. But like, oh name, yeah, yeah, like the name Caesar, mm. it's, it's helpful because they, yeah, they talk quite often about those things. Like, what is it? Just is it culty or is it not? Mm-hmm. Or is it a little bit culty? Looking at those features. Yeah, those well, names, I just yeah. I just think that tonight's episode has shown that there are so many options out there. There's no excuse for anyone to not have some way of um, listening in and being educated about what cults are, what they look like, how you can help people who are in these cults, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I've come up with a solution for you to listen to more podcasts. Mm-hmm. You actually can be a full-time painter, obviously. Tennis elbow. It's got or- to be. Or yeah. she could do a um, half marathon. That's the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dog mom. Yeah, do start to do some training. Well, I yeah. think I'll just sit here on my nice sunny holiday in Nelson, everybody. I've got a bit more time ahead of me now. And so I'm just going to go and work on, you know, work on my tan. And I'll remember just to slip, stop, slap while we're there. So I just want to yeah. thank everyone. What do you think? Are we ready to say goodbye to everyone? Oh, we're ready to say goodbye, yeah. And let them go off on their bike rides and their half marathons or their <laughs> or their holiday swim. And uh, it's been great to join you. Um, join us for the next episode. We're going to be looking at um, movies and sort of films yeah. in the culture yeah. sphere. Series, yep. What to watch. And the fun thing about watching things, in my opinion, which is a little bit different with books and audio, is that they're usually designed to do with others. And in, in my opinion, I like watching things with others. If there's a movie that I really want to watch, I I literally I always want to invite around a bunch of people because I want to watch it with them. And I'm one of those terribly annoying people who talks all the way through movies. <laughs> What's happening there? Did you see that? And <laughs> I want to discuss it afterwards. And I want to, yeah. So I reckon... Um, what we'll talk about next time you can do little holiday watches with your fellow mm. and friends pull them in for a bit of some culty watching in, in the remainder of your holiday brilliant mm. all right it's well been, yeah it's been lovely to have our listeners and our viewers on today and we hope that you have learned something today about how you can cult proof your life there's something that you can go out and learn about and get a little bit more aware about uh how to prevent um yourself or Fano ending up in a group or getting out of one um please share oh i don't have my sunglasses i just got my glasses please share um this with your friends uh like us on facebook uh have a have a watch to us on our the youtube channel and come back next time listen to our next episode with us awesome 
If anything in today's episode was difficult or upsetting for you and you would like to talk to somebody, we encourage our New Zealand listeners to free call or text 1737 for support from a trained counsellor. Or you might like to visit the resources section of the Olive Leaf Network website where you can find a range of organisations and resources that might be able to support you. We would also like to remind you that the views and thoughts and opinions that have been expressed in this programme are the speakers alone and Cult Chat does not necessarily endorse or share them.